It's Alyssa. Hi. Born by accident. <laughs> this is okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I'm like, there's an intro. We'll figure perfect. it out eventually. Okay. Or maybe not. And that's fine too. This is Georgia. Hey. She's not the state, not the country. She's the universe. <laughs> as as we are all, we all are the universe. <laughs> But yes, I'm Georgia Hatsadakis. That's who I am. <laughs> Hatsadakis. Hatsadakis. Yep. And um, we are on Zoom. So audio is different, although I'm getting kind of good at editing, if I must say. I think it's awesome that you're doing this and that, that you're doing the technical side and everything. That's really it's awesome. Yeah. If ever there becomes a money side, that will be my downfall. <laughs> right. Well, and that comes when you get advertisers and stuff, right? Isn't isn't you get sponsored? How does that work? But how does the podcast? Oh, maybe you should tell me. I have no idea. Um, works. <laughs> <laughs> I um I assume like if I ever have that many listeners that my host, which is I use Acast, they will deal with it because there's no way. There's no way. That's my downfall. And every entrepreneurial venture I've ever done isn't like when it gets to the numbers part, I'm like, ah, right. You need help with that. (laughs) That's, you know, and that's okay. It's not math. It's just like the complexities of business stuff. Cause I do enjoy what you have to pay for. (sighs) Anyhow, enough about that. Well, I think it's interesting, you know, well, and you know, I just, I kind of wanted to start talking first about how we met kind of a little bit. Yeah. So that's kind of important, I think. Yeah. I'm friends with this group of amazing people in Tempe. They're like, I've adopted them as my best friend, my best friend group. (laughs) (laughs) And there's all these amazing goddess women in this uh, troupe. And um, you were coming to town after a really long time and you wanted to have an all goddess lady dinner at the top of the it's the restaurant called the compass on top of a fancy hotel in tempe and i think it's the hyatt i i was allowed to be there which is awesome because <laughs> i had never met you but i'd heard so many ama- crazy amazing things about you and we were like just this table of like 20 of the most awesome ladies ever that you've been friends with for how long most of them like you guys have had you guys have been friends for a long time almost 20 years uh, i mean that's amazing the amount of ladies, you know, that are, they're in this tribe, you know, that have been friends for 20 years, you know, I think it's like my equivalent of like my college friends. I didn't go to college, but like, that would be like 
kind of the same thing for people who did go to college. Well, they all just think the world of you too. They were all just, you know, it's just one of the most exciting things for <laughs> for them to have you come back to town. So you felt like you're kind of a little bit celebrity, a little oh bit. Oh my God. It's so funny <laughs> because when I lived there, I remember when the move awayers would come to town. Yeah. And I'd be like, what is the big deal? Like, <laughs> oh my God, it's just a person. And then all of a sudden, like the out of towner comes and they are a celebrity and you're nobody. And they're like, oh my God, <laughs> out of towner. And like, I think it's just, yeah, it's funny to be on the other end of that. I, I mean, I guess I see great things about myself, but it's funny to think of it being like that big of a deal, but. <laughs> oh, it was, it was crazy. You know, it was, and it, it was amazing. It was awesome. I felt, you know, super awesome to be a part of it. I feel awesome to be a part of that whole goddess troop, to be honest, because, you know, they're just a bunch of, you know, really awesome matriarchal, you know, caretaker women and, you know, which is, it's just awesome. You know, they'll take care of each other. So I was talking to Tori yesterday and I told her I was going to be doing this with you today. And she, I'm like, do you know Georgia? She's like, Georgia, Arizona. And I was like, yeah, Georgia, Arizona. She's like, of course you connected with her. She's like, <laughs> so much sense. She's like, she, yeah, I, apparently you two connected also. Oh, and Tori yes. and I have a special relationship. Like we have the same birthday. She's five years younger than me, but we have the same birthday. And like, yes. I mean, we'll talk one day on here too. And uh, absolutely, she's one of the most. But I mean, it's hard to not connect with her. She is just, you know, really, really such an interesting, talented, like smart, funny, ridiculously amazing fairy. <laughs> I don't know. She's just like she's she's an amazing person. Um, she really is. She is. You know, but that's that. You know, that's the story of just a lot of you know. A lot of people, a lot of people in this group, you know, so, you know, on that, on that girls night, I was, it's funny because um coming in, in my forties, like I didn't even consider bringing boys into this equation. <laughs> oh, and there's some boys like, that were mad. No. <laughs> I, was like, well, I don't really want to hang out with the boys. Like, nah, but anyway, <laughs> so, it's funny. Right. And um, I mean, I did the following day or whatever but um I just right. want to hang out with the girls like it's so like it's so different as we get older but some of us are like are coupled up and it's not like we're like out there searching so like we don't need to be around boys all yeah. the time you know then they asked a couple of them like I, one of our friends had another best friend in town from another state and then they said hey can Georgia come and can this other girl come and I'm like I can't say no, of right? Course. But I'm like, okay, um, all right, sure. Although I did have like a little bit of like, um, oh well, man, what's the time? Have, like my best friends that I know forever. Well, how will this be? Of course, it was awesome, and it was no big. Oh my god, it was great. Deal at all, and I'm so glad that I just like wasn't a biatch about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it could go either way, and it's not really being a biatch. It's just you know, you you know you want that special time with your friends that you've been friends with forever and you don't know people you don't know what kind of dynamic they're gonna bring you know you know what I mean like yeah. all those females in one place you know anything can happen <laughs> oh my God. do you remember too though like as the sun was setting in that restaurant yeah and so in this restaurant it's 360 degree views and it rotates 
It's like super fancy. I wanted to do a fancy thing. And oh my God, the sun was going down and every sunset in Arizona is gorgeous, but the sun was just hitting everyone's faces so yes. perfectly. And I had this video I took of just going around face to face to face oh. of everybody's just faces. And I I mean, it's just like the most a beautiful thing ever. I mean, everyone just looks like a goddess angel and oh. sunlight. And it just makes my heart smile every time I watch it. Oh, I love that. Great night. And it was a really, you know, good night for us to connect. A super fun time. <laughs> we had the, we had a blast. Me and uh, Tiffany and Jess and Tia went to Sound Tribe for two nights at Red Rocks last weekend. It's like a whirlwind two day trip for Jess's birthday. And it was like just called it G's up bros down because it was like a girl's trip. <laughs> so that, and it was so, it was just so awesome. It was like, you know, we, we, it was like a whirlwind two days, but like we went to Sound Tribe. We had the best seats. We got the best tickets. It was like rows two to four and connected just on a really high female goddess level and just lifted each other up the whole weekend. We're still riding high from that. The energy of the ladies in this group is pretty amazing, but also I sometimes I get shocked at how the negative programming in people, they can be so much to so many other people. But like when it comes to giving that love and that, that praise to themselves, it's just like so hard, you know? I think, so here's my theory on this group of friends. Okay. I think in our early twenties, we came together as a group because a lot of us had family issues and, or childhood trauma. And we really needed to create our own sense of family, like humans are pack animals, right? And we needed to find our pack. And so mm-hmm. it wasn't just like bar buddies at, in college. At, I mean, we really needed each other for a sense of security. So all, I think everyone or most everyone, unless they're on the outskirts and somehow are just hanging around, I think most everyone in the like main circles or of this group have stuff to deal with and work on. And it's really nice that we have and have had each other. I do think like finding the self-worth has been exceptionally difficult for almost everyone in the group because of where we come from. Sure. And that, you know, that's for us to lift each other up because we know how bad we need it. Yes. But like to bring that focus back on ourselves is really definitely the key. It is. I know I got teary-eyed a couple times over the weekend because I was just like, you guys are just so beautiful. <laughs> I feel like that should be prevalent on, you know, people's minds. It's just, you know, there's no reason. Life is too short, you know, like just to make people feel anything but awesome about their good qualities. I don't mean, have shit to work on, but yeah, let's, you know, give us some credit for... You know, it's like, it's like also like people go through a lot of hard stuff, you know, and they get through it and they're here, you know, and, but then they're still putting themselves down to be that they're weak or that, you know, they're this or they're that. But I'm like, I see it. And I'm like, you're so strong. You're like, you're here. You made it, <laughs> you know, like you're here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Like, oh, absolutely. it's like, you don't even like think of that. That's so strong to get through those hard traumatic, like whatever, everybody has trauma, everybody has issues. It's kind of relative to wherever your situation is. You know what I'm saying? Like pain is relative. We all feel it. It's, it's hard. It's part of, you know, your emotional roller coaster, but just to not give you credit for actually getting through, you know, something, you know, and 
that's 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 bad too you know like you, you need to give yourself credit for the things you have actually you know gone through and made through and you know you're here <laughs> you know yeah so absolutely and that's a good introduction or seg into like what I really wanted to talk to you about and this is like such a general topic but I'm excited it for it to be a topic for us and for probably what will be the first episode of the season because I've been doing a lot of recording with humans <laughs> as they are the ones that speak my language and right. <laughs> and like just what it is to be human and to talk about like some of the crazier questions that we don't have answers to like what is it we're doing here why are we here how can we like be the best humans and what is this human all of it you know like and I mean I think like the the older I get the more I realize like and and this has happened over time with me but like you know all of the things that you're you know you're born a blank slate you're born you know a blank microchip you know what I mean you're up and then you start uploading all of the information around you that's like how you learn to be your basic everything is by you know watching other humans and all the other things I just started thinking about trauma and you know what humans do to each other and then how those negative voices and how those negative, you know, the negative impact that it has like on your psyche, because like that person didn't, that person in your head telling you that you're not worthy was not there when you were born. You know what I'm oh, saying? So, definitely. so that's what I've like been, I'm like all of this, uh, what does it mean to be human? We, we are kind of a victim to everybody else's programming at this point is how I feel. You know, you know, you are constantly taking in information. I was, I'm like, this is what somebody else has created for us. So as long as we know that this is, you know, this was not something that we were just born into this, you know, so we have to figure out how to get by, but we also have to figure out that maybe the tangibles or the things that they're teaching you aren't the most important things, you know, maybe the connection that you have with other humans, with, you know, vibration, you know, the things that actually like resonate for you inside, like, you know, I, you know, the job, the, the, you know, the climbing, the social ladder, like all of those things are social constructs that were created for you, but are they things that actually are natural or were they constructed to feed the system that we're actually born into to actually perpetuate and everything else? So that's how I feel about it. I'm like, I have to blow this wide open and say, it's all somebody else's opinion and programming, you know, and the only thing we know is nothing is how I feel. You know, that's, you know, uh, what Plato said that because I'm Greek. So that's my guy. Yeah. You know, so we can prove some things we can, we can look at, you know, ancestral, you know, patterns. We can look at, you know, all of those things. But the main thing is, is that it's somebody else's, you know, so to really like, you know, figure out what makes you human, you really have to kind of break down all of the programming and figure out like what your vibration is, you know, because you only use 7% of your brain or three or whatever, very yeah. small. Yeah. The kinet- the kinetic vibration and energy that is in your brain is like enough power to power an entire city. You can plug that shit right in and, and with all that's going on, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many things that like are so important about the vibrational energy that humans put out, the cl- collective energy, the connection, like, to me, that's, what's really important. What connects you and what, what makes you, you know, what makes you more grounded, what makes your feet grow roots and care. Yeah. When you're, when you're in a space where you have to, I guess, make a decision of some sort, what is going on in your mind, in your brain with the kinetic energy? Well, I mean, I, you know, I think it's all, I think it's 
we, I think that it's all around you, you know, at all times, I think that you have connect, you have power over things that you don't really think about. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that like, this isn't, this is just a weird example because it just happened yesterday, but it was my child, my child missed his best friend. He's been away from him all summer long. He was in the car and he was just, you know, down and he was thinking about him. And he was like, I really miss Daniel. He's like, you know, I'm, um, I, will you take me over to his house? Like right now, you know, right now. And I'm like, well, you know, you can't really invite yourself over to people's houses and, you know, I'll touch base with Awana. I'll see if she wants to hang out this weekend, you know, whatever, you know? And he's like, I really want to go over there. And he was just, you know, emphatically, you know, missing his friend and, I didn't get in touch with her. I didn't say anything to her. And the next day, you know, three o'clock, she texted me and said, would it be okay if if Andrew came over here for a couple hours? (laughs) You know, I connect that. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I didn't say anything to her. Evander was very, very, you know, just intentionally feeling, you know, what he was feeling. And then, you know, I didn't say a word about hanging out or anything. And she invited him over. So I was like, your your kinetic energy is powerful. Yeah. (laughs) Little guy, (laughs) you know. Maybe so it's I, coincidence, but I think it's connected, you know? It's, I think it's for sure connected. Too many things like that happen. I think to anyone listening, they're going to be like, oh yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. Like, you know, you think about a person and then they call you or, you know, stuff yes. like that. I mean, weird, really weird stuff like that. And once I started noticing like weird stuff like that, like, but to the weird, weird to the point of like talking to somebody about someone you knew in high school, you know, like 10 years ago. Like we were best friends back then. I wonder what happened to him. Okay. And then this happened to me, you know, um, and then literally three days later, the guy and his two kids are sitting in my section at my restaurant and they live in Kansas city and they're just passing through and they're in my section. You know, the guy that we were talking about three days before that I hadn't talked to in 10 years that lived out of state sitting in my section. That is so wild. That's kinetic energy to me. You know what I'm saying? That means that something drew that, that, that thing to me, you know what I mean? And it happens. And now that I'm aware of it, you know, the manifestation of, you know, like what you want or what you put out there and what you bring back and all of those things. I know that there's always a yin and the yang. It's never going to be a hundred percent awesome and great all the time, but I definitely think that you have a way to reprogram yourself out of all of the negative, all of the negative things that have been put into your head by other people's projection and by other people's insecurity and being grown up or doing this or doing that. Like those are all other people's, it's all other people's programming to me. I feel like people need to focus on is their happiness, you know, which is really important. It's like, you can, I'm not telling anyone that their feelings aren't valid because all the feelings are there. You have to identify, acknowledge, and then process, and then, you know, be able to get through those times, but to to focus on, you know, what is truly going to make you happy. That's what you have to focus on. And a lot of people don't even know because this is not their programming. Yeah. So hard to figure out what it is that you need. Because I know I've been through this where I'm like, well, is it this? And I go down that road. I'm like, no, that didn't do it. And I'm like, is it this thing? No, that didn't do it. It seems so cliche and so obvious, but it really is true. Like until you figure out the thing that you really need first is to feel that you deserve to be here and you deserve Absolutely. to have your needs met, whatever they are. That's whatever it is. First need that people need to figure out how to get filled, I think. And 
And I also, and I'm, you know, I'm a very like, you know, energetic, spiritual person as far as like, I know that like, there's a big world, you know, this is a big universe. It's vast. It's endless. You know, I have no idea what's out there and I'm not, you know, and I, you know, but like when I, when I don't think about the things the same way about when I die, because I kind of like, I kind of programmed myself to be like, okay, we're a Petri dish, you know, thank God that, you know, my ancestors survived survived all of the stuff that I didn't have to go through to get me here. You know, my gosh, what is this life? I'm, I don't really know what's going to happen when I die. I don't really know what's out there. I don't really know. Or like, if I don't understand where I'm at right now, like, and give energy to the earth, which is, you know, in my eyes, really special, like to really like focus on the fact that we're all actually really special. Like the fact that there's not another you out there, that there's not one other thing that is like you that's on this earth, you know, like you are the most unique, special, amazing, awesome thing. And to like, to teach people they're insignificant is wrong because your significance is so important. That's how I feel. It's like, you can say there's all this other stuff and you can pretend that you know, but the, the, the only thing that you effing know is that you're here. You don't know why that's okay. You're going to die soon, you know? <laughs> so, so you know, why are you going to spend it being miserable? Why are you going to spend it trying to make other people miserable? Why, you know, why are you going to, you know, force yourself into any kind of other person's programming when really your, your whole goal is just to like, and figure out what you can do while you're here, you know? And like, and if you're not focused on that, you know, we teach people that they're insignificant because of faith or because of something else. And I don't, I get it. There's other crap out there, but I am like, this is the only thing that I know. I'm like, I have, we're the only planet in our solar system that cultivated a mechanism to deflect the sun and an atmosphere and put this crap together. And now, you know, we have this amazing thing, this mother that totally did this for humans and for animals and for all the plants and whatever else. And we're sitting here wondering, I wonder, you know, what other dimension is out there or what's what else is this? Or what else is that? I'm like, you don't even understand this. Why do you, what, you know, I get it that there's curiosity, but what about the curiosity of present being present? The now who cares what's going to happen when you die? You're you're now, you know, like, why are we, why are we paying attention to that? Why are you so insignificant when you're the most significant thing that, that anybody has ever, you know, discovered on this planet? Oh my gosh. I'm practicing such good listening because while you're talking, I'm having like, oh my gosh, I want to, this pops yeah. up, but then it goes. I'm so proud of myself because I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm sorry. No, you can interrupt me anytime. I'm no, a- never, yes. never, 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 never. <laughs> it's really interesting. The one thing that I did recall, and you're talking about being unique and how no one else is like you. Well, one of the reasons I began this podcast in the first season was I've never found someone kind of just like me as far as the family dynamic goes. There's been similar people, but I've been searching kind of for someone in the same position just because I feel like it would be nice to relate. And it would almost feel like a long lost sibling to me, I think, if I found someone in that position, which is um, just repeating myself for listeners, but just, you know, the oldest and only of my mom and dad who had me at 21 and 24, surely, accidentally, shotgun wedding, and then uh, like pretty much immediate divorce. And then they both went on to create new families. And I lived, my dad got full custody of me when I lived in the summers with my mom and then every other Christmas with my mom. My dad was an alcoholic. My mom had a personality disorder. 
or I should say they have, they're both still around, but to me, our relationships are pretty much dead. So sometimes I get into the past tense with them, but (sighs) yeah, no. So it's a, it's difficult for sure. No, it's okay. No, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm sighing because, you know, too bad for them. They missed out on, you know, something amazing, you know, I feel bad for them, you know, but you know, I'm proud of you. Thank you. But one thing I would, I mean, you know, I didn't have a, a blood sibling. I've been searching for that common person and I've gotten close here and there, but maybe yeah. like, maybe I won't find it and maybe that's okay. And maybe that's just the, I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there that has that dynamic, but like, oh yeah, maybe it's heard, not I... for me to find. Maybe that's the part of me that's special and unique. And I have a perspective because of that. And I don't know, but yeah, you just made me I, think well, like maybe I don't have to find that. What I think is this, like if you ever have a question inside of yourself or if you feel resentment towards a certain thing, why hasn't this happened or why, why is this, or why is this happening? Or I want to talk to this person. Why haven't they called me? Or, you know, like, I feel like if you ever have those feelings that that's about you, it's like a hundred percent about your curiosity and what you need. So those are the things that you should pursue yourself. Like, you know, don't wait for something, something to happen or for someone else to do that for you. Because if it's something that is actually like causing, you know, some sort of turmoil or trauma inside of you, then the best thing to do is just to, to take care of it yourself, (laughs) you know, get the answers that you need. And then, you know, and then hopefully that gives you an answer that you can process and move on with, you know, because I do think that all of your circumstance, everything that, that you go through, it's a different lesson. And the fact that like, you know, you make choices that you do, like, I think that choices are really important, but why is it that some people make better choices? Why is it that some people internalize so many things and blame themselves when other people blame everybody else? You know what I mean? Like, and and it doesn't matter what the family dynamic was. Like you see kids who didn't even have parents that are completely unattached in their growing up and they make choices to not have that be a part of their existence when they're adults. They have, they create attachment. They have a good family. They're, you know, they, they have security, you know, even without having anyone to secure onto as a child. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you hear about all these psychological issues with attachment and, you know, the, you know, dad's not there, mom's not, there, all of those things, right? But there's two different outcomes for anybody who goes through that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like either you make choices, you're guided to choices that lead to more trauma or more pain or attachment to that, or you make choices to actually, you know, do something different. I get tripped out by that. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what makes somebody do each one of those things? Because you never know somebody could have it worse than somebody else in your mind, but then the other person is making the worst choices. You know what I mean? So, you know, I trip out about that. Like it's the DNA, you know, I feel like you're lucky you got to be where you're at. I totally know what you're talking about. And that's something I've thought about a lot too, because I have, half siblings who I was basically raised with, like, you know, my, I told you my dad had full custody. And so that family is the family I was mostly raised with. They have a different biological mother. Okay. But I was raised by their mother for the most part. The difference between me and those three kids is astronomical. Like I cannot tell you, I'm not saying right or wrong, good or bad just is what it is. Like, the difference is huge. And I just have to wonder sometimes there's a couple things that I've thought about. And one is the DNA thing, the resiliency gene and whatnot. 
there was my grandma who was my dad's mom. She absolutely favorited me and it was bad for the other kids because she would take only me her sleepovers. But I think that she knew that because of my mom abandoning me, like that, I just needed more. And so, but I had that from her. And then the third thing would be medicine, I'll call it. So I have my kids in the next room. So I'm just going to, yeah, yeah, I'm going to tiptoe a little today, but sure. um, I, I think like, I've, I've talked about it before. So listeners will know what I mean. I think that my mind had a restructuring of some sort that my siblings on that side didn't experience. And I'm so thankful for that because it led me to question everything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So then you take kids raised in pretty much the same manner. And then like, how come one came out this way, 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 like four completely, Yes. you know, and then like, or you can look at, like, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. That's like, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm all remember. about the true crime. Do you yes. listen to Morbid? I, I've listened to Morbid. I've listened to every single thing you can possibly imagine. I belong to, um, what's it called? There's, I, I love like, Morbid. It's my favorite. Out of um, Morbid's crazy. I mean, there's, there's so many just like the, the real stuff is what, I'm like, so I'm just like, do you, humans have actually done that? <laughs> you know, like, no, oh, it's like, I'm really lucky that, you know, I, you, <laughs> I ever, get, you know, you can crazy. get two kids out of a traumatic upbringing and one becomes a serial killer and one becomes a therapist who helps children through trauma. Like, exactly. it's just like, what that's what here? blows my mind, you know, like, because I, I think about it because I'm like, you know, and then because everybody, there's always like, I think psychology some, sometimes it's really archaic, but, you know, it's always evolving. You know, I, I understand that, you know, but like when I think about like, you know, um, the way that they've structured the mental health profession and how, and to, to not be connected to the person that you're, you know, talking to, you know, like you really have to create some sort of wall. So there's no emotional attachment. So there's no, so you're not like skewing any kind of, you know, any kind of whatever, you know, and I, and to me, I'm like, you know, it really sucks because I know that there's, there's real mental health issues out there. There's imbalances of chemicals. Like our whole body is chemicals. I know that that that's a thing, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that completely, but I do also feel that what we're severely lacking, you know, is compassion and empathy and human connection and being able to touch each other and not feel like someone's going to touch us inappropriately or, you know, like I, you know, I know that that is a huge part of what our culture here is missing, you know, like it's a rugged individual, you know, cold culture, you know, and it's not like that where the deep culture countries are. And it, you know, like, cause I'm not, America's amazing. You know, I wouldn't want to be alive in any other time, you know, America's, you know, I can say all the great things that America does, you know, stand for. And we would, you know, women have it much better here. My my parents are straight off the boat Greek. My mom came here with a sixth grade education because she wasn't allowed to go to school past the sixth grade year. She had to learn to sew, to cook, to clean, and like very, you know, it was very gender rolled. And she, you know, went and got a business when she was 16 with her sisters in Athens. She did hair and she, you know, was like, I'm going to have, see if I can get a better life for, you know, my kids, you know, and but to the- leave, to leave. I just, I've thought about this a few times recently in a more deeper level, but just to leave everything like, and the way that I've thought of that it's come to my mind is that I've realized 
So I was raised in Northern Illinois. And if I talk to someone from Northern Illinois, there's an immediate click that happens. I don't know what it is, but we understand each other. And it doesn't, it's like, okay, so here's what's up. We were raised in the same area. And although it's America here and America there and whatever, like there's, there is a homeness to the area that you were raised in that is indescribable and to leave that permanently. Well, and you know, your children, I just like, can't believe what these people do in the, no wonder they're like, you got to be a doctor. You got to, you know, like, yes, that's the thing. But like, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because as much as, you know, we could complain about whatever, but like, you know, when I go back to Greece, what I noticed the most is that it's, you know, it, there is more community. It's a natural thing. It's, you know, the village actually means something culture, culturally, the old cultures, you know, in Europe, it's a warmer, more, more loving, more caring, more, more empathy, just more, it's more like passion, you know, like, and, and you can feel that, you know, so it is weird to be like that. Go. Yes. I'm dying. I'm sorry. I got to I got to tell you this one thing. Have you heard of the book Shantaram? No, I have I haven't. I'll put okay. it in my thing. So good, definitely. And they're making a movie out of it and the sequel just came the sequel book just came out. It's an older book though, but um actually our friend Steve O told me about it in the first. I'll post it on Instagram. But um it's about so I might flood this up just a little bit cuz it's been a while, but I'll do my best. It's about this guy and it's a true story. The author mm-hmm. is the guy and it's about this guy who was in an Australian prison and escaped and went to what was at the time Bombay and lived there. And mm-hmm. his writing is incredible. So like, you feel like you're there, you know what I mean? Like the smell, that. the everything that he talks about. Description so, just, but in this book, there is this, he makes this fret. Like when you first get there, I guess during this time, uh, there are these like Indian people who like want to become your guide, right? And they're like, hey, let me be your guide. Let me be your guide. You know, like they're flocking at you and they want to get paid to like be your guide. And so like he picked this one guy and over time they became friends. And it was really special because the 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 guy, the Indian guy wouldn't ever bring someone back to his home village. Mm-hmm. But he ended up bringing this guy back to his home village and the people in his home village. And I think it was, I don't think it was just the women. I think it was all the people were, they were like, you don't have a wife. Like you don't, you're alone. You're alone. They were so worried about his loneliness that the first night that he stayed there, and he slept outside. They sat vigil around him until he fell asleep to make sure that he would be okay. Oh, I love that. I'm just like, what? What? Like, yeah. how far removed from that are we here in our little isolated homes in America? Like, it's just mind boggling. I'm just it, like, I was crazy. It, and, you know, I do think that like, the less that, you know, like the better almost, you know, like, because like, when, as far as like all the things, you know, because the simple life is a really good life. And, you know, 
Greek people live a really long time. Like they're on that, you know, thin blue line. Like they live to be a hundred, like 110 years old. Like there's, there's old people everywhere in Greece. And we, we actually, my brother and I, one year we went to the Vicos Gorge, which is the gorge that separates um, Greece and Albania. It's the largest Canyon in Europe. And so you can hike up there, take a donkey, go up to these villages that don't have electricity. They don't have cars. It's like a totally like a, like, an archaic, you know, village is what it seems like, but it's like the, the most amazing thing because they don't, they don't have televisions. They don't have any of this stuff, but they like, I, we got invited into this woman's home. She cooked us dinner by fire every single night. You know, we hiked the entire gorge and, and we're in a a place where like, you know, it was, it was like, you could see and hear people just like, you know, the communication and, oh my God, where's Yanni? He didn't show up to Tavli today. You know, somebody needs to go over there, bring bread. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you would hear all this stuff, like the, the, the connectivity of, of that population, you know, and the, how they live and how simple it is and how smart they are just, you know, is insane. And we also don't, don't even think about what the, those people actually went through. Like my, my mom tells me stories about the Nazis invading their village that my grandpa had to go into hiding for eight months. They like were shooting all the men in the village. Like my mom was inside my mom's belly when um, she, her mom got hit by the barrel of a gun in her head and she almost didn't survive. And like, my mom was almost not here. You know, I mean, there's like, and those stories are existent with our parents' generation. You know what I'm saying? It's so recent. Some of It's so are. recent. I mean, and it's now and it blows my mind like to think, Oh my God, this whole, I'm not going to go deep into it. Cause I don't want to depress people. Cause I know like probably a lot of people who listen to this have stuff, but like this whole Ukrainian, like Russia going on, I'm just like, it gets to like, what can you do? Like, I'm so confused. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and then you just end up doing nothing because you're just like, I don't know which way is up, down, left, right. Everybody knows this is the ebb and flow of humans. You know, this is power. This is money. This is p- property. This is invasion. This is part of our ancestral DNA. This is what every human, every culture, every, you know, throughout time has invaded, enslaved, taken over, you know, like every single culture has done Do you that. Think you know? that war slash power is something that is just programmed into our DNA. Into male, <laughs> to males, male DNA. Like it's well, something. hundred percent. Divide, it's, conquer. It, like, I'm like, how do we, I mean, maybe there isn't a way to avoid it. Maybe it's part of the human experience. Well, it's been part of the human experience since, since you Forever. can remember. Yeah. And that's the, and then, and the thing is, that's the thing that like also, my parents, they think about how their people were enslaved. Like you can, my dad's, the island my dad's from is uh, the island closest to Turkey. You can take a ferry to Turkey, to Ephesus, which was built by Greek slaves. Like all of the largest structures, you know, anywhere in the world that are still standing from 3,000, 4,000 years ago, it, built by slaves, you know, in some culture, you know. So in our slavery. 100 or 200 years ago in America. Here. We're going, yes. we're going to Charleston. Uh, my husband and I this coming week. And I'm like, uh, you know, like I was in Savannah with my, a couple of my kids earlier this year and it's so beautiful. But like, as you're walking around, you're like, I know how this was built. And it's just a feeling of like, yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, you know, it's like 
you know, this white guilt, whatever, but like, I just, uh, yeah, you just have to honor it, I guess. I don't know what else you can do. It's really guilt by all parties, you know, because their own people sold their own people, you know, that's how they got money for their countries. It's all about money. It's all about, you know, it's all about money, you know, like it's the, the whole, everything that you're a part of has been structured around something that does not really constitute for anything. I was just saying, to my husband yesterday, I was like, there's a really small group of very short-sighted individuals like running everything. And the problems with abortion or like gender affirming care don't boil down to religion. It boils down to you're stopping a resource. You're stopping a human labor resource is what you're doing. So that's why that's a problem. It's not, but they use religion, they use religion to make it be something worth fighting for. But religion is power, you know, that's throughout time, (laughs) you know, like that is the more people have died in the name of religion than anything else, anything ever wars, you know, all the things that people are so attached to think to their faith and, you know, every and everything with which they should be attached to. you know, what they should be attached to is just, you know, not caring really about anybody else's, you know, anything. It's like, you can believe whatever you want. I can believe whatever I want. You can be whatever you want. If, as long as you're not unkind or you're not hurting someone or, you know what I mean? Like what's hurting and what's perpetuating all of this crazy shit is the fact that we are always trying to tell people what the fuck to do with themselves. Sorry. I don't know if I can please say that, but you know, fuck around. So why? Fine. It's fine. Like just why, you know, why do you care? It's not you, you know, why do you have, why do you have to tell someone else how they're supposed to be human? Stop, you know, stop trying to pretend like, you know, anything because you don't know shit. Yeah. Nobody knows anything. And really we should all just be basking in the fact that we're here and figure out what is this where nobody knows what this is. And they're just concerned about everything else. And you're not significant. And what else is out there? I just don't give a fuck. I want to know how we're going to learn about this, this earth. Like, how are we going to, how are we going to preserve the humans? Everyone's stupid. They're like, you know, Oh, I don't believe in the environment. I'm like, the environment is not the fucking problem. We need the environment to live. It's, you know, stop saying that, you know, we're a bunch of liberal weirdos when, I'm trying to save your life, dude. Maybe humans aren't worth saving, you know, but you can't eat money. Hello. Yeah. You can't eat money, guys. You can't drink money, you know. Yeah, the earth is could created this space for us to be here and it will shake us off like a dog. You don't think that 9,000 billion years, 9 billion years the earth has been spinning and, you know, and hovering and, you know, creating and you think that we're you think the planet's the problem? You know what I mean? Like Save the planet, save the humans. That's what it really should be. You know what I mean? But are you worth saving? You know, maybe it needs to start all over, you know? You had maybe. me going. I was excited when you you started getting to figuring out what this is. So like, I agree with like being in the mystery of it all and like just being okay with that. But also what I think is really lacking and I think we're we're, we're getting there a little bit. I think we're tiptoeing into it. But the intersection of research uh, of science and spirituality together. I think that science has written off anything spiritual forever. They're like science, science, science. And it's so hard and it's so like yang energy. Right. But 
as soon as people start to put and bring in the study of spirituality and science together, I think is where we will really start to find some really interesting discoveries. Yeah. And I have, you know, I'm, and I'm no scientist, um, Alyssa, but I go by experience and I think about like, also, you know, how powerful your brain is and how little of it that we actually access or use like on a normal daily basis. Spirituality to me is also a part of the energy that your brain creates as well. You know, like there's so, and it's, it's palpable. It's, it's, it, you know, spirituality, you know, your soul, everything, you know, even when your brain, when your brain dies, you're the, 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 the same air that you were breathing is going to be here. We're, we're breathing the same air that Jesus breathed. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like there it's, there's a lot that goes into it, but I just don't know. I feel certain things and I know that, you know, I feel a bigger presence, a bigger energy, you know, but is that the collective energy of, of, you know, maybe all of us thinking the same way at the same time and us not even knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Like what, how much of it is actually projection from what's coming from up here? Like, yeah, I really like, you know, I struggle with knowing what that is, but I also have programmed myself to like be so grounded here. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I have, I love the universe. I've, I, I love that we we're all stars. We're all stardust kind of covered in skin. You're, you know, I love like, I love all of that, but I also just, you know, to keep myself, you know, grounded in here, I, I make sure I feel significant and, you know, you know, and, and special and that everyone around me knows how special they are, you know, cause I, I feel it and I believe it, you know, and I, I want people to feel that. I don't want us to feel insignificant. I don't want us to feel like we're, we're wrong for feeling like we're actually like a, like special. Cause we are, you know, and the whole reason there's so much self-doubt is because we're taught that we're not that, you know, God's the bigger presence. This, you, the universe is so vast, you know, there's aliens, there's this, it's like, no, well, I, you know, all of that is fine and dandy, but I see right here, <laughs> you know, I see this, it's in my fingertips. I can touch it. It's tangible. And you don't understand that. So stop thinking about all, all this other, you know, noise. Cause you're only here for 50 to 75 years, hopefully, or whatever, hopefully longer, but stress will kill you here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I I absolutely. And you do such a good job of what you say your mission is because I mean, that's why we're talking today because you can see, I could see that in you right away. I mean, you, obviously have expressed that you're able to, I mean, I'm sure you have your ups and downs just like we all do, but you are able to find your self-worth and your love and your uniqueness about yourself. But also that's probably why people like me, when I meet you can feel so great around you because you trust yourself, you love yourself. And then it opens up a feeling of security for other people. So you do it in that way. One of the ways I feel like I do it is I'm just overshare and I just am an open book (laughs) and I just want everyone to know like all this weirdness that I feel and say and think and do. And, but that's like normal, like everything out there, like you're all the weird things that you're just a human, just a human. We're all weird. We're We're all big weirdos. (laughs) So odd. Like one of my friends, Tori, I mentioned again, we were, we were saying, um, what did we call ourselves? I can't remember the whole phrase, but it was like a bunch of skin sacked 
trauma meatballs running around yeah. trying to solve. I don't know. It was just, I, yes. I, it had to be there, but like, no, I get it though. It's true. You know, like, and I just wish that like, you know, we were, we were able to easily, you know, instead of being, having it be so easy to latch onto trauma and hold on to that and feel insignificant and feel less than worthy and feel all the things that, you know, were to easily feel, I wish that the opposite was also, uh, you know, available. It to is, it people, is though. You know? I yes. think it is because the most amazing people that I know have been through the worst things you can imagine. I mean, we had one of the, one of the biggest examples and I'm going to not get the details right or even wish I had had it all. <laughs> there was this guy who came into my kid's school and he was from Africa and he was a like dance, some kind of like dance music troupe leader person. And they went around touring. His story was beyond anything you've heard from anyone else so horrid like I could not even begin like I'm talking about like kidnapping rape like all the like over and over over like just like and 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 then like complete abandonment surviving on his own like I can't remember all the details but just like from a very young age I'm talking like two years old maybe being left alone to survive for a minute and then like being adopted and then being stolen and this and that. And I've never seen a bigger smile on someone's face. Like Ugh. the joy in this person hmm. was just, I mean, I was just in awe. I'm like, wow. Like how people can do the work to overcome. And of course he's a dance and music troop leader. Very vibrational one person of the probably. things to, one of the things to figure out about trauma that I've learned that you you lose your ability to imagine and play. So like bringing it back to Wookiee foot, yeah. I just sent my Wookiee foot is a band that Georgia used to be a part of in which way. Um, well, I, I, I lived in the playhouse when they first, you know, got their. It's like, it was this preserved like mansion from the seventies where like this guy Boyd Hunt would um, promote rock stars. And so every room was a different scene like we had crazy block parties like you know my best friend Megan is the reason why I even like you know, was lucky enough to be involved to be honest so then I got to move into the house I sang with them on their first like tour that they were sponsored by Amped I sang with them the first time they ever did first ab that was like our first big show for normal Minnesota and then um, I sang at their first um, big blue family reunion which turned out to be Harvest Fest and then I pretty much am like their biggest fan and I'm they're my best friends you know for life like you know yeah. like for these friendships that I have with them are the same kinds that you know you have with your you know your folks who kind of I kind of I attribute a lot of my knowledge a lot of you know my openness to my parents and and Wookie Foot because they're 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 some of the best people I've ever met in my life. So they're amusing. When I first heard of it, I didn't connect with it. I was like, okay, whatever. Then there was a time, I think it was after my sister died. Because a lot of their music, I think, is very much healing. I think it's for trauma. There is a lot of joy in their music, a lot of playfulness. And I think the song Be Fearless and Play is 
straight medicine for people with stress disorders because absolutely there's so much fear in someone with a stress disorder and an inability to let go and play and have fun and that I just sent that song to a friend who's going through an extremely difficult time right now and I was like and they have a child a young child that can that they've expressed has helped them through play and so I sent them the song and I was like keep playing find those moments always you can play because that's why we're here I think I we are here as a freaking joke like in a good way like to play Mm -hmm. and to just have an experience that's the best guess I have 100% I think that we're here to you know really experience each other you know like and you know that's why we love music so much I feel like there's frequency there's a vibration that comes off of certain certain things there's, you know, we're all a tribe that listens to alternative underground kind of music that, you know, is not really super popular, but popular within our subculture, you know, and our subculture is like probably the closest thing to community that I, that I experienced growing up, you know, and that's the truth. Like everybody who has like, sorry, I also get into pop, which is so funny. Like I, I found like was younger, I was into it, but now I think maybe it's because I have teenagers, but like, they don't even sure. pop. <laughs> like, right. What well, it is, but like, I, just I like me some Taylor music. Swift. I can get down with Bruno Mars and like pop music too. So I'm just all over. That. I get down with all kinds of music. I have no, you know, I, I'm down with any vibration that hits me in the right way. I don't discriminate. I like everything. That's my, I literally do. <laughs> I yeah. do. I'm really do. I am that person. You can't ask if the movie was good. You know, if you, if you, you know, like. Cause it's, because it was, it was great. <laughs> it was, it's always great. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that. So, you know, more power to you. You did a great job. <laughs> That's beautiful though. That's so yeah. cool. And you know, that just says so much about you because your sense of wonder and like amazement at like what is happening in every moment. I appreciate it is all I'm trying to say. I try to not, I, you know, and, and honestly, like, I know that like, there's also, it's like, negativity is so easy, but if you're too positive, people don't like that either. Cause they're like, that's not genuine or this, that, or the other thing, you know, but I do think that if, if you are kind of like, you can, I don't want to discount people's negative feelings about anything. I, but I do want to point out that there's always something that you can point out. That's actually good. You know, there's something that you can grasp onto that is good, you know, but like, you're so good at everything you know. too. And that's important. Like, I think it it, the positivity is not great when someone's having a hard time and there's the person that comes along and is like, whoa, look at the bright side. Yeah. yeah. Hey, sunny side of the street. Yeah, yeah. And that's not hundred no, percent. Yes. You need empathy for sure. Like, yeah. It's true. Oh, you got some good, like grandmother energy. Dude, I have the coolest mom on the planet. Like my parents are like, I think they're two of the most special people. And I felt, I feel blessed to like, you know, even be, a, you know, born into the family, to be honest, you know, cause I, and it took me a while to get there. Cause I feel like everybody has hangups with how they grew up or like what their parents did. And then what I realized, you know, as I experienced the world is that my parents, you know, my, my mom and dad corresponded by letter for six months. Cause he was the one that helped her with her paperwork, you know, to come over here. And she basically went back and married him. And, and then they've been together ever since. Wait, they hadn't met? They hadn't met? 
No, they met when he he was the guy that spoke English and wrote, you know, she he helped her with her paperwork. You Wait, know? was she like a mail order bride? No, she was just in a village and he was in the military. No, she's not a mail order bride. <laughs> I'm confused. Okay. He's so- a mail order husband. But like, so they met that like he was he actually helped her with her paperwork to come to the United States because he was the guy in the village that New English, you know what I mean? Oh, so then okay. they wrote letters to each other for like six months, and then she just went back and married him and then brought him back here. And then the rest is history, kind of. You know, they just they've been together for 50, you know, 54 years or something. Oh my like god, that. that's so beautiful. And you yeah. have been married for a while too, right? Um, I've been married, I've been with Jason for 15 years, and we've yeah. been married for 13 years, but we're not legally married because that's you know, not our Whatever. Same, you know, same but we're married. Yeah. So, and, and I, man, I'm really, it's so hard to stay away from talking about my relationship because I, do. I want to, I want to do it. And my husband has agreed to do the podcast with me. And I think though, oh, yeah, that's right. At least like half a season one time where it's just me and him. So I'm like saving that's awesome. done, but like, I've also been together with him for 16 and a half years since we started dating and we started creating a family very quickly. So, mm. um, <laughs> so I feel like I it's, that. it's like right off the bat, like strong. And the reason I was bringing this up is you're talking about your parents being together for 54 mm-hmm. years and through the ups and downs of relationship and being with one person, you know, of course, like if it's abusive, whatever, you got to take a hike if it's not going to get yeah. solved. But um, one of the things I've thought about as far as like something to experience is if I ever was to give up, I will not get to know what a 30-year marriage feels like. I will not get to know what a 40-year marriage feels like. I will not get to know what a 50-year marriage feels like. And these yeah. are really interesting concepts to me. Like, because if you've been to, with someone for 15 plus years, I think you start to really feel like this is a relationship on some level. I cannot describe any longer. Like it's not necessarily enmeshment, but it's more like, I can't even imagine like trying to put together another one of this. Yeah, that's true. And, Mm -hmm. and then like in another 15 years, what kind of like world would that be like? Like, I just can't. So to just, yeah, I don't know, just to think about a 54 year marriage, like the, the level they are on with their relationship to each other is just got to be, I can't even imagine that. Well, they can't live without, I mean, like it's, it's a hilarious, you know, dynamic between them, but like, they can't live without each other. (laughs) You know, that, you know, that you, I mean, it's a, it's the love is there. And then, you know, also like, it's a real, it was a real relationship. You saw that, you know, nothing's, you see that nothing's perfect and that, you know, being with one human is really, really hard. You know, it's a big commitment, you know, yeah. uh, because you're not on the same page all the time. And, you know, it's, it's rough sometimes, especially men and women. It's a cruel trick of nature to put men and women together. I feel like sometimes, cause you know, I wish that I could have like my harem of goddess women. Cause I'm a, I'm a heterosexual female. So I'm like, I you know, dudes could, you know, my females really get me and they, you know, we take care of each other and we, you know, we get each other's, you know, emotional wants and needs and lift each other up and then just, you know, go on a couple dates, you know, and we'll raise our children and then I'll go on dates and make these dudes take me out to dinner, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. go on every while. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I get it. And I feel like I could do that sometimes. <laughs> oh, I've been through all the scenarios for sure. Like all the different thoughts of like, maybe we'll <laughs> live next door and I'll just have my little hut. And like, you know, like yeah. that's the, like I said, it's a, it's a different, it's a story for a different time. We're in a great place right now. Relationships are everything. That okay. it is a cruel trick of nature to put men and women together. Sometimes I do. Or is it how we are raising each other? I think that men have been slamming women over the head with a freaking post and dragging them into a cave and, you know, dominating for a long time. You know what I mean? Like that's, there's like huge dynamics when it comes to ancestral DNA and men have a lot of, you know, I feel like men right now are the best that they've ever been, you know, <laughs> you know, they are, no, they don't really? give people enough credit because, well, in a lot of ways, yes, because they're, they are becoming more sensitive. I feel like, you know, it's not as bad as it was a hundred oh. years ago, even we couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are more progressions, but at the same time, I feel like it's, it's a weird it's a weird, this is not a popular opinion, but it's a weird, you know, transition in the way that things are, are taken care of because before the men had purpose, which was hunter gatherer, take care of, you know, your mate while they, you know, have children and spread the species, you know, like we need to make sure that we are having kids and, you know, the, yeah. the, the guy's going to go out there and take care of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is a, which, you know, feminism, that's oppressive. We can't do this. We can't do that. You know, like we can't do the things that we really want to do, you know, because, you know, the, it, some women didn't want to have kids or have a family or this or that. And that was the gender roles thing. Right. But, but if you are one of those females to which you, you know, want to have a family, you know, it, I feel like sometimes we've, we now women take care of everything. You know, we work, we cook, we clean, we take care of this, we take care of that. And it's hard to find the men that actually, you know, want to be those hunter gatherers. If I, I would stay at home with my kid till, you know, he's six years old, because that's the most formative years. Now I, we both have to go to work. Thank you, billionaire, you know, billionaire class, you know, being like, Hey women, sure. You guys can go to work. World war two, go to the factories. I'll pay you half of what, you know, we pay the men. And we're going to displace your children and create unattachment by making them go to daycare while we both have to work and pay bills and do whatever else. You know what I'm saying? It's that's an oppressive society that does others need, need to, we need to be able to raise our kids in the most formative years. I I hated the fact that like I had to really juggle like, you know, not being with my kid because I had to pay bills and because it was more logical for my society to tell me to have someone else pay someone else to do it while I go out and work to pay them to raise my kid just because I I wasn't born with a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole, it's a whole, I had my parents, I was lucky, you know, but so many people don't. And, you know, I feel like you create, we need to be able to create attachment with our humans and create stability and you know create security. There's not enough ways for us to know who's, you know, doing what to our kids when we're not the ones that are doing it, you know? And that's, I feel like that's a huge, a huge problem too, you know, just trauma coming from people who don't know your children, you know, and you're giving your children a way to be trusted, to be raised by other people's kids and, you know, other people. So I feel like those first formative years, we need to be able to stay home, you know? Yeah, we want to, you know, for sure. And I think some places are getting better at it. America is not one of those places. That is a real, real bad mark on our country. Um, it, we have a lot of great things. Make that's 
we're one of the worst as far as that goes. Like as far as like maternity and paternity leave and all that, like it's, it's really sad. Um, it doesn't make sense. It's like ludicrous, you know, yeah. why wouldn't you want anyone but the parents raising solid humans? You know what I mean? Like, and I know some people shouldn't have kids and I know that, you know, there's all kinds of families out there. I get it, you know, but I do think that like, once we kind of took that responsibility, I, I'm, and women have been the most oppressed. I don't care what anybody says. Women have been oppressed since they were burning us at the stake for having a black cat and using herbs to, you know, create medicine, you know, you know what I mean? So I feel like we, we couldn't vote a hundred years ago. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't drive. We couldn't have a bank account. We, in order for a man to look at us. I went to Salem this year and I didn't realize that men were part of the witch trials as well. And it was, guess what it was all about. It was all Uh, about money. I thought because you were, if you had a piece of land, Someone could say you were a witch. And as soon as you were in prison, your land was up for grabs. It was, it, it's, it's really sickening, you know, um, what we do to each other, you know, but I do, you know, um, think that women have been some of the most repressed and, you know, we're some of the most, the strongest, most, you know, when we, we bear children, we, you know, we, we are some of the strongest, you know, smartest, you know, most awesome things ever, you know, so I, you know, when we talk about oppression, you know, we're getting over a lot of shit, you know, that is, I don't care. It's a part of us. All of it is a part of us, you know, and it's, wasn't that long ago that this stuff was happening. You know, I just, I am a firm believer in gender roles sometimes though. <laughs> I'm like, no, I I'm like hunter gather for me and I will take care of this shit here for a little while. And then once the kids in school, I'll, I'll take care of, you know, I, I'll do what I want. You know what I mean? But like, I wish that we still place, you know, responsibility, you know, on men for that. Cause sometimes I feel like we're doing it all and there's a lot of pressure, you know, right. To be financially well, and I think that that independent. is the root of feminism is being able to do it how you want. And if that's what your family yes. wants to do, that's fine. You know, if you're, if yeah, you're, everybody, another family wants to do it a different way, that's fine. Like that is what it's well, about. That is all fine and dandy, but I do feel like society has used it to their advantage to where some families that maybe want to do it a certain way just can't, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and then also alleviating, alleviating, you know, some of the traits that men were actually really good at, <laughs> you know, you know, like, and, and absolving them of that responsibility is created, you know, a lot of dependency on women to do a lot, a lot of shit they didn't have to do before. It's a, there's a lot of cancer. There's a lot of, there's so much stress. Like women are dying younger. Like there's a lot of shit that's, you know, that wasn't happening before that's happening now that I think, you know, attributes to that, you know, it's like, I don't want to alleviate anybody of their responsibility. I want, I want us to do exactly what you said, create your family the way that you want to create it. But we have to let people have the means, you know, and actually create a space to where they can do that, you know, or, or it just, it sucks. <laughs> you know? for sure. No, for sure. And maybe like, and I'm part of this too. Like if we could just like stop being so freaking greedy all the time. Like I sit here in my like nice little privileged spot doing this, you know, and I just, sometimes I see like a friend struggling and of course I'm like okay me and a bunch of other friends are going to get together and help this friend out of this hole as much as we can but I'm like if we were living in a different way to begin with would this even be a thing 
Like his basic needs would be met. Your basic needs should be met. You know, I mean, there's enough, there's enough money. I mean, who needs, you know, $400 billion or who needs a hundred billion dollars? Nobody. It's just this really weird. Like, I feel like sometimes, you know, poor people or people who don't have, they hoard junk, you know, like lots of junk, (laughs) you know, they cling to like little trinkets and things that, you know, um, are create value for whatever, you know, them. But then once you have money, they hoard, you hoard money. Like it's just oh, it's a weird little worm. Yeah. You know, like, that like, gets in, your... like how high can I get my stack of money? <laughs> it's so crazy to me, but and it, you know, and that's programming. All of that is programming and all of it feeds into exactly what the powers that be kind of want you to feed into. So that's why look, when I come back to full circle and just say, you know, be aware of the fact that all you are is programming. And, you know, I, I feel like that my, you know, my, my goal when somebody asks me like what I do or, you know, what I do is I, you know, I try to be one of, you know, a really kind, awesome human to everyone around me and create good vibes and quality shit, you know, like just experience everything, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't turn off that voice in your head that tells you you're not worthy because that person that's in there is you, but it was put there by someone else, you know? don't buy into other people's projection or programming, you know, like just create your own and, you know, give yourself as much love as you can, you know, tell yourself you're special because you are, there's not another person like you on this whole planet. <laughs> so that's all. Thank you so much. Yeah. Everybody listen to that and and we'll all get better. <laughs> well, you can try, you know, life is hard. Life is pain, but you got through it this far. Give yourself, you know, a lot of props for doing that, you know, and, and making it, you know, think about that. Don't let other people's pain and projection guide, you know, your energy or your life, you know, your life is going to, it's too short and you deserve to be happy and whatever that is, you know? Yes. Yes. You deserve to be happy or at peace. You know, like if your life is turmoil, you do have the power to change it you do and it's hard to believe that easier said than done you know yeah oh for sure and you just have to believe that you're worth it but that is a very hard thing to do it is super hard and I also like kind of realize this like if you um you know have anxiety and you get triggered by a certain thing you know and like you know it's and it happens every single time you do a certain thing like you know ask yourself you know like process the anxiety feel the, the scaredness but then ask yourself like why like you weren't born that way. You know, you didn't, you didn't have that when, you know, you were a blank slate, you know, it was learned somewhere, identify where that behavior could have led you to your anxiety. Maybe it's projection off someone else in your life, you know, maybe, and maybe you don't think about that, but once you, once you target where the actual root of that trauma came from, then you can think about it and process it and try to not live that way. You know what I'm saying? Like you can actually like see where the root of the issue is and then know that you don't have to be anything, you know, like, and you can have that too, but you don't have to be anyway. You can figure it out and you can make, you can make it something different. You have the most powerful form of energy in your skull. You know, it can be used for good or evil. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Oh gosh. I can't wait to apply some of the things that you've said today to my life because I've just started to get the opportunity to work through some of my disorders because the focus hasn't, you know, my kids are a little bit older and 
like I, I haven't, I've been in, in survival and like take care of things. So like now a little space has opened up and I'm like, here's these like little ugly monsters. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to deal with that? You know, but you've Just given think about like all the hard work that you put into, you know, yourself into all the things that you think are going to make yourself feel better. All the things you've accomplished, like all, all of those things that you have focused on, you know, that you've completed, you know, you're a hard effing worker to get yourself there, you know, so give yourself, you know, be proud of yourself. It doesn't matter who's proud of you, you know, just make sure that you give yourself those props and that you don't put yourself down in any way for any of the stuff, you know what I mean? Cause you're, you're here, you've survived, you've gotten through a lot of shit and boy, you've transformed yourself probably, you know, more times over to try and get to what you think, you know, to what you think it needs to be, but you're already there, you know? So <laughs> that's all you're, 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 you're an amazing person. I understand why all your friends talk about you the way they do. Cause you know, you're, you're awesome. Thank you. And you're doing like, great. <laughs> George has just said can apply to anyone out there too, you know, so just take those words for yourself and hold them close. If you have anything you want to talk to Georgia about, you can email me at bornbyxpodcast at gmail.com and I will send it along. I've got zero credentials except just life. (laughs) (laughs) Except for being awesome. Um, (laughs) Not a doctor or a scientist or anything. (laughs) I I love music. I like long walks on the beach and I love my friends. (laughs) I guess we should have like... There you go described that in the beginning but I forgot but um you know it's practice um <laughs> and then if you uh-huh. want to follow you can follow me at born by accent podcast on uh Instagram and I will post about um that book I was talking about and I'll probably put a beautiful picture of Georgia and I on Zoom again uh-huh. <laughs> And you really are giving me Princess Leia vibes with the whole like space thing in the background. And you're I mean, this is Tipper. This like, is Android Jones. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wait, Tipper makes art? Well, not he has like Android Jones has made art for Tipper. Oh, okay. So this got is it, awesome. got it. I don't know. I, I know the name cool. of Tipper and he's a DJ, right? He's a producer that is one of the weirdest clicks. It's like click snaps and weird shit that you don't know why you like so much. You're just like, yeah. why? I mean, it's industrial. It's melodic. Heard, it's like I've one heard of the him. coolest shows I've ever like been to. But I, I heard him, but it was like later in my life. So like, you know, a little more, I was on a little more of a chill vibe. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, he was good. I'll put it that way. It just and- depends on what set you, you get, you know, it depends on what set you get, but he's, you know, uh, it, that's, you know, frequency is important. And sometimes you don't know why you like something. And that's how I feel about Tri- Tipper. I feel like he's yeah. got my like 600, you know, like whatever, 432 Hertz. It it's like, here's uh, in my chest. Like I just- That's like less playful <laughs> for me. I'm like, I don't I understand this music, but why I like this, <laughs> why do I like this, but I just love it. But, um, all right. And that's, he's on your, he's on your frequency girl. He's on well, my- I appreciate you having me on, you know, thanks for, thank you, you know, so much. Appreciate you.